What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Goal Podcast, Episode 11, the Trade Deadline Special. Matt, what's going on? What's up? We're back in the library today because some technical issues, some not really, some Just custody issues. Was, yeah, over that's the, better. Custody issues over the equipment. Equipment, but it's all good, you know. We're here and we're bringing the stuff to you, regardless. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So ground, deadline. yeah, ground rules. We'll set ground rules so you know what you're listening to. Okay. Um, there were like fifty thousand trades. So yep. we just wanted to lay every single one out today with initial like soundbite reactions, and then we'll get into like the most impactful ones on Wednesday or no regularly scheduled show. We just want to sort of get ahead of everything so we don't have to like spend fifty minutes on our next podcast. Yes. Yeah. And this guy got traded. We yeah, we have two hours reserved for the studio, and, and if that we, wouldn't have if we enough. spent the first hour just going every trade. Like, yeah. So we're gonna do that today, and then like like you said, just straight up initial thoughts at the because half of these I haven't even like looked at yet or heard of the people involved. Yeah. So, so we got hot mics today. Yeah, exactly. And then Wednesday regular show talk about the standings, how the big trades affect the standings, all that good jazz. So let's just jump right in. Happy Monday. Happy yeah. trade deadline day. Yeah. It was a very exciting day. And uh, happy Gigi Kobe Bryant day. Not like happy, but like they did his memorial at yeah. Staples Center. Yeah. Really emotional stuff. So Cool. There we go. All right. I think that's everything for today. Let's roll. So you want to start? All right. We're going in. Like we did last time, backwards order, because that's the way the NHL formats it, and that's where I copied and pasted it from. So. Shout out to NHL.com. Yeah, I also NHL. got it pulled up here, too, so if there's any discrepancies, we're ready to roll. Okay. Arizona Coyotes acquire forward Marcus Hanakainen. Oh, we're going to butcher names, too. From so. Columbus Blue Jack. Well, I'm a professional public address announcer, so. He is. He is I'm that. I'm happy with my abilities. For women's and men's Confident Clemson tennis. Abilities. Uh, for a 2020 conditional seventh round pick, let's move on. <laughs> oh, hold up! I want I I want to tell like the mini story of who are they playing women's tennis, and everybody on the team. South Carolina State. They were playing South Carolina State, and not one person, not one lady on that team, was from America. Yeah, and the whole thing with that was. I have to announce all their names, and they were all impossible. Like, they weren't coming from Britain, where their last names were, like, Smith and stuff. Yeah. It was, like, Morocco, Bosnia, and Herzegovina. Yeah, Czech. Like, I'm not even kidding. A lot of Czechs. I'm kidding. I'm not even kidding. There was a girl from Bosnia and Herzegovina on that team, and I had no idea how to say her name. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That yeah, just reminded me. They were, they were a bad team. <laughs> they got smoked by Clemson Women's Tennis. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay acquires Barclay Goodrow. I kept saying Goodrow earlier, but Goodrow and a 2020 third round pick from San Jose in exchange for a 2020 first round pick and Anthony Greco. Nah, I mean, the rich get richer. That's like literally yeah. the only thing I have. Yeah, this is probably less than a depth move, just more like a this guy might play every other night. I mean, he'll definitely be depth in the playoffs. <clears throat> Otherwise, they wouldn't have gave up a first-round yeah, pick without for without a doubt. All right. That's it. Did they give up a first-round pick? Yeah. Look, in exchange for 2020 first-round right. pick and Anthony Greco. I mean, good rows. 
He's not a slouch. I've no, heard of yeah, him. he's a name. I think he's a bottom six, but giving away a first-round pick for a bottom six doesn't seem like – I mean, maybe for Tampa Bay it is. Well, he might be a top six on 12 teams in yeah, the league. Yeah, he won't be a top he's six a, for the best top six in the he's league. He's a bottom three on Tampa. Yeah, and they're awaiting the return of their best forward, Steven Stamkos. So. Well, watch your mouth. No, I won't watch my mouth. He's their best forward. Yes. Who's the reigning heart trophy? Winner? I don't care who the reigning heart trophy All is, right. Matt. It's Nikita Kucherov is their best player. No, he isn't. Oh my god. He's their third best player, if that. <laughs> what, Braden Victor Boyd? Victor Hedman. No. Oh, now uh, now you want to start talking about best player defenseman. That was never let's, let's I move never on. argued that defenseman can't be the best let's player on the on. team. I argued that they they can't win the heart. The Columbus Blue Jackets acquire forward Devin Shore from Anaheim Ducks in exchange for forward Sonny. Milano. I actually know who Sonny Milano is. Yeah, straight up trade for players. Again, it's like Sonny Milano is a quick dude, and he's young. So the Blue Jackets are selling. It looks like. All right, continue. Who knows? Who knows? The Ducks are definitely selling. They sound off literally every player that I knew they had is now not playing in Anaheim. Yeah, we have a lot of Anaheim today. Yeah, you'll notice that. Calgary <laughs> Flames acquired defenseman. Eric Gustafson from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for a 2023 round pick. Same thing. Well, yeah, Gustafsson. Middle, middle two four. Gustafsson or Gustafsson, he's a name too. Yeah, so, he is I mean, a name. I think Cal- that's a good move by Calgary to okay. add depth on on the blue line. Yeah, and just know that if a, like once the big trades come up, we're going to get more in depth about it. We're just going on the list right now, just yeah. to, in case this is your only source of NHL news. Then you're getting it all today. Well, if we're your only source for NHL news... No, that's good. You're welcome. Yeah. Like, thank you for listening, and Mm -hmm. you're welcome that we bring you amazing news. Our main goal right now is to give people, like, something to talk about when someone else knows about hockey, you know? Or to just, like, listen to this while you're driving, and Christian or myself makes the hottest take ever, and you're (laughs) just like, that guy's an idiot. Yeah. But at least you get a chuckle, right? and you can add us on Twitter. But say you know, like, a Sharks fan. Say you work with a Sharks fan, and we say, like, something about the Sharks, then you can go in and be like, act like you know something. Or you you can say, this this podcast I listen to is trash in the Sharks. You should tune (laughs) in. Yeah, exactly. And you should add them on Twitter. All right. The Washington Capitals acquire forward Daniel Sprong from Anaheim Duck in exchange for defenseman Wa- Christian Juice. Juice, we're going to miss you, but uh, we don't have room for you. He's sp- he spent this entire year in Hershey. He was the third defensive pair when the year we won the Cup. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I honestly think Juice is probably going to play for Anaheim. Sprong will probably just head to Hershey. Yeah, I don't even. We the, don't even have room for him. The Ducks right now are trying to turn all of their twenty-eight to thirty-two-year-olds into twenty-two to twenty-five-year-olds, and that's basically what's happening. Yep, that's what a lot of teams that are out of the playoff picture are doing right now, and it's something that we always expect them to do. But then we're like underwhelmed with the amount of deals at the deadline. But this year, like everybody's doing something. Yeah. All right, moving on. Edmonton Oilers acquire forward Tyler Ennis from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for a twenty twenty-one fifth round pick Ennis is a big name adds experience the Oilers don't have a ton of that save Milan save for Milan Lucic so that's helpful 
But in the same breath, they got a fifth-round pick from him, which tells you, even if you haven't been keeping up with Tyler Ennis since his Buffalo days, uh, he is not as big a name as he used to be. Well, well, he's, he's still a big name, but he's not as great a player as he used to be. If there's any team that is on the bubble of potentially winning the Stanley Cup, it's Edmonton. And I it seems like their biggest issue is secondary scoring because it's all coming yeah. from Dreisaitl or McDavid. With that being said, there are a ton of teams that are on the bubble. Yeah, but I'm saying... Edmonton's going out and getting exactly what they need, mm-hmm. uh, and they have some more trades down the down this list. You could say that about anybody right now. So, all right, Calgary Flames acquired defenseman Derek Forbert from the Los Angeles Kings in exchange for a conditional 2021 fifth round pick. Stick a fork in the Kings; they're selling. Yep, good for them. Get all you guys out. Like I said, turn your 30s into 20s. Did you see Snoop Dogg announce yes. the starting lineup? Zalachik. It was awesome. It was like Anze Kopitar because you got to cope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like really snow. Anyway, yeah, it was, it was good. A, if it you haven't good. seen it, go see it. Yeah, it's funny. The guys are just sitting there laughing at him, which I think is hilarious. Did you see their warm-ups last night? Yes, awesome. And it was to honor Kobe for tomorrow or today's service, mm-hmm. and they were the colors of the Lakers jerseys, and oh my God, I want to get one. They had, like, Lakers font, but it said Kings, and they were each wearing either 8 or 24. It was a Lakers hockey jersey. It was a Lakers It was awesome. Jersey. Awesome, yeah. Sorry. A lot of teams do that. Like, a couple weeks, or not a couple weeks ago, a couple of days ago, Carolina did, it was actually the game that they had, uh, the David Ayers. Mm-hmm. That game they had, which we're going to talk about on Wednesday. Don't worry. We're going to get into that, because oh, that was yeah. awesome. But that game they had Charlotte Bob Charlotte Hornets jerseys. Or was it maybe it was Panthers. It's like the same colors, but teams are doing like themed warm up jerseys, which I think is awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Anyway, continuing. Yeah. <laughs> uh Vegas Golden Knights acquire forward Kirk Cousins. That's funny. It's Nick Cousins in exchange <laughs> for twenty twenty one fourth round pick. I've never heard of this guy. Nope. But I wonder if he's related to Kirk. That's, like, literally my only thoughts. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Okay. Vancouver Canucks acquired <laughs> goaltender Louis Domingue from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for goaltender Zane McIntyre. Jacob Markstrom just got hurt. They're Un- responding to this. Unfortunate. Yeah. Vancouver gets an older, more experienced backup goaltender in exchange for a younger, not experienced backup goaltender. I know Zane McIntyre. He won the national championship with North Dakota probably five or six years ago now at this point, and then was in the Bruins system. I don't know how he ended up in Vancouver, but he did. Well, now he's in and New that's, Jersey. That's him, yeah. Yeah, Domingue, I mean, I know for a fact Vancouver, I don't know the extent of Markstrom's injury, but he's their guy if they're going to have any shot of winning the Cup because Markstrom, before he got hurt, was a ve- going to be a Vezina finalist. Yeah. So well, we don't know how serious the injury is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know the extent, but I think Domingue will do okay. Uh, I don't even know if he'll play. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Probably play him once a week. If that, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, not if that. Probably yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Pittsburgh Penguins acquire forward Connor Sheary and Evan Rodriguez from Buffalo in exchange for forward Dominic Cahoon. This is a big one. 
Yeah, Shiri uh, won a cup with Pittsburgh. He's mm-hmm. back. Whatever they need, I mean, they need speed, and he's freaky fast. Yeah, I know Cahoon's a name. How did he fit into the Penguins system? Do you know? I have no idea. You don't know like what line he played on or anything? No. I I mean, honestly, I haven't heard his name all season. So yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I didn't I've know heard he of was him, on but Peng- I haven't. I heard. didn't know he was on the Penguins, yeah. but I. I haven't heard his name all season, so I I, I know for a fact Connor Sheary's going to fit in the system because he was so successful. That's mm-hmm. where he, he made his name was with Pittsburgh winning those cups. Yeah, and Rodriguez is no shl- slouch either, which tells you that Dominic Cahoon is still valuable no yep. matter what he's done this year. But, yeah, let's keep going. Florida Panthers acquired defenseman Emil Juice from the Dallas Stars in exchange for a 2026th-round pick. Who? Yeah, I know. All right. That's all I got. Boston Bruins acquire forward Nick Ritchie from Anaheim in exchange for forward Danton Hines straight up, one for one. What are your thoughts? Uh, This came at the heels of a lot of expectations of a Kyle Palmieri deal. So, like, when I saw it, I was like, meh, you know. But I know reading, you love Heinen. Reading in, I actually do like Heinen. He hasn't been great this year. He hasn't even really played a lot, and now he's – gone um with Anders Bjork the season that he's having there's really no spot for Heinen who's bigger than Bjork but since he like has lost his confidence he plays way smaller than him not physical he has a good shot and I think he has a future in the league so I assume that Anaheim's seeing the same thing because they send away a moderately valuable guy at a at a low price he's only getting paid like 1.5 a year in Nick Ritchie, who's actually the brother of Brett Ritchie, is also in the Bruins system right now. He got hurt, and he's rehabbing in Providence. He probably won't come up. What I saw from a Bruins beat writer once this trade happened was Nick Ritchie is just a little bit more experienced Heinen. Yeah, he's... And he's got more Heinen points. as far as production goes, or like what you would expect from Heinen, but he's a little bit bigger, definitely more physical. He's just like a banger below the, below the goal line, so... That's something you can use in the corners, especially, like, now that we have – well, I don't know how he really fits in. We have so many forwards on the bottom six that we can plug in, even after sending away Heinen. I don't really know how he fits right now. I assume it's on the third line, but it could be on the fourth line with Corrali and Wagner. It's just, like, we have Nordstrom down there. Corrali, Wagner, Coyle's a mainstay. Um – like I said, Anders Bjork, Carson Kuhlman, and now this guy, Nick uh, Nick Ritchie. So I don't really know how like those nine guys fit into those six spots, but I'm sure it'll be shuffled around a good amount just to try to create – I mean, keep the responsibility that the, the bottom six of the Bruins have because it is really good, but try to create a little more scoring in any way that you can at this point in the season would be good. So that's probably where he fits in in the bottom six. Definitely don't see him – in the top six, considering that the Bruins have made another deal that we're going to get to later. But I know it went on for a while there, so we can move on. Sweet. You take this next one because I'm not even going to attempt that last name. This is actually a pretty big trade, though. So. Yeah, the Edmonton Oilers acquire forwards Andreas Athanasiu and Ryan Kuffner from Detroit in exchange for forward Sam Gagne, 2020 second-round pick and 2021 second-round pick. That's a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Andreas Athanasiu is a top six center. He's going to be a stud. Yep. 
he has had he's underperformed this year, but in the past he's like a pesty guy, and he can really play. Obviously, playing center on any team, he in the top six means that you're a skilled player, you're responsible, you can create offensively as well, or else he would have been moved to winger by now. Um, I like it for both teams, I guess. <laughs> uh, the Red Wings, I don't really see. Sam Gagne is a name. Stockpiling on picks definitely makes sense. But I definitely like it for Edmonton. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Third line center because that's what he's going to turn into. Your first line center and your second line center are most likely going to be two out of the three heart finalists, which is unbelievable. Yeah. So this is Edmonton is going all out. Mm -hmm. And I like it. I like it too. But yeah, Athens to you. I think he fits in great. I really don't know Ryan Kovner. I doubt. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I'm not very knowledgeable about the bottom six of Edmonton. But my first impression is that he's just like a throw-in, that he won't be a, a major contributor. And maybe it won't even play. This one's kind of weird. Buffalo Sabres acquire forward Wayne Simmons from New Jersey in exchange for a conditional 2021 fifth-round pick. And I assume that New Jersey retains a little bit of that salary considering what they gave away. Yeah, they do, and it's like Devils fans were tweeting like awesome gifts, like shot, like confused gifts of like, wait, we just did this, and we retained like mo- a lot of his salary. Like, what is going on? Yeah, and fifth round picks are, in the NHL are kind of valuable, but with the amount of leagues and the scouting in the NHL, a lot of prospects really turn into things, which makes top. Like, it's easy to project NHL prospects, which makes top picks, like, so valuable, and bottom picks, like, you know, whatever. I'm but trying to it's, find it's the basically, numbers. like, we don't want to pay it that much for Wayne Simmons anymore. So now they're probably paying a little more than half of them. For the Sabres, like, I don't know what they get out of this, you know? Because yeah. he's, he's under contract for one more year, I believe. No, the, he only signed a one-year contract with New Jersey. He's UFA next year. Yeah, I don't know what so, Buffalo gets out of this at all. I, I maybe it's like trial run. We'll, we'll get talk, him next year. We'll talk more about this Wednesday when we talk about standings. Yeah, but yeah, I that's kind of my thoughts too of why even make this trade. Yeah, the only the first thing like I just said that comes to mind is like we're thinking about play, like signing him next year. Let's like give him a shot now to see how he fits. Sure, and if you don't take that much of the salary then I guess anything's worth it. I mean he's getting paid five million this year, so Yeah, it's the same for him. Whatever. He's probably a little bit upset that if he's gonna get moved he wants to get moved to like Edmonton, Calgary, somewhere that actually is gonna make a run at the Cup Dallas. Those yeah. other teams that could really use a forward like that. But uh, instead he gets moved to like a team that's in a similar situation as his own, maybe not as bad. But that probably that kind of stinks for him. It's also weird that a lot of if since New Jersey retained some of his salary and they only gave up a fifth round pick, like a lot of teams could have done this trade, right? Right? Yeah. Like teams that could have utilized him. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of ninety seven year olds, uh, okay. Pittsburgh Penguins acquire Patrick Marlowe from San Jose in exchange for conditional twenty twenty one third round draft pick. Those are my thoughts. Why? 
Why what? I mean, I get Marlowe's a stud, and he's San Jose's all-time leading scorer, franchise mm-hmm. history. But that was 100 years ago. And, you know, it's something about the Metro Division just trading for really old guys. It's, like, frustrating me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That was a theme this year, too, and we're kind of surprised that he was the guy that got moved and not Joe Thornton. Yeah. I mean, Thornton still has a chance to right. move after the yeah, deadline. Yeah, they have but- to report that they're talking about it and then they basically have as much time as they want. I don't really know how that works. Yeah. But. Anyway. Um, I mean, Penguins are making... They made a decent amount of moves today. Yeah, they did. They're definitely going for it. And I understand getting Patrick Marlowe if you're like Edmonton, but if you're Pittsburgh and almost every guy on your team has already won a cup, I don't know what he adds other than secondary scoring, which he would have added a lot more five years ago. I guess... It's kind of the bring in an old guy like that. I mean, he's not going to hurt the locker room. No. He, well, and yeah, he's definitely going to help the locker room. What I'm saying is they don't really need that. No, 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 they don't, but he's never won a cup. <laughs> so they just give a third-round pick to do a guy a favor? I, th- that honestly seems like it the only reason to it me. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to have Patrick Marlowe on your team. It just seems like... As long as Pittsburgh's healthy, they're fine. They don't need to add any more pieces. Yeah. Because they haven't been healthy all year. We assume he fits in in the bottom six, right? Yeah. He would have to. But, I mean, that's like the most logical reason to me. It's like Marlowe, stud, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's just never won the big one. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is why people thought Thornton would get moved. Well, he he will. I don't think so. Dang it. Come on, I know Joe. I want him to go somewhere. I want him to go to Boston. I don't see that happening. And at the end of the day today, there were a bunch of talks about Thornton to Boston. Like, we mentioned it, and there were, like, whispers. But then I'd say probably at, like, right before I went into my exam at 2.30, I just checked my phone real quick at, like, 2 o'clock, and it was, like, beat writers saying, Don Sweeney, bring me Joe Thornton. And people like, Joe Thorne be a great fit in Boston. I'm not saying like people were rumored that they were talking about it, but there were a lot of people calling for it, I would say, more than before. I don't know. I hope he gets moved just because I'd like to see him do something of any value. Yeah. Because he's stuck in a quicksand in in San Jose. Now we're Now we're trashing on San Jose. Well, whatever. Good for Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, good for him. Hopefully he this helps, is kinda helps weird, the though. Penguins repeat history and beat the Cavs in the second round. Hey, watch your mouth. It's kind of weird, though, that the Sharks, like, dished him out to Toronto, and then they brought him back in, and now they're, like, dishing him out again? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I, that was the first thing I thought. But people loved him on Toronto last year. Oh, absolutely. The fans loved him, and more what I was saying, the players like absolutely adored him. Yeah, when the the All Star game was in San Jose last year, and was it Matthews? Mm-hmm. He put on a Marlowe jersey, yes, and it was electric. Yeah, they love him. He's loved by everybody. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, he's like the best at everything. Like he's a scratch golfer, like, sick at tennis. Like he's just nasty. He's just an athlete. So. Maybe San Jose is the one who started this trade. Like, anybody want Marlowe? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I mean, he's done so much for San Jose. 
right? Yeah. So. Right. Ideal situation. We were talking about this with Simmons right before this. This is the kind of thing that Simmons wanted to happen to himself. Yeah, but Simmons isn't 43 or whatever. Mar- I mean, Marlowe's over He's 40. old. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're out. both they're both old. Wayne Simmons isn't 40, though. We'll see. He's not 40. He is. He's 31. What, what? are you talking about? I told you. All right. Wayne Simmons plays like he's 38. <laughs> but he has his whole career. That's not really a knock on him now. Patrick Marlowe is 40. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look. I'm just looking shut, at the pictures of him. He this looks is what, hilarious. I'm not trying to punch my mic. What the hell was that? All right. ESPN.com. Sharks send Patrick Marlowe to Penguins for shot at first Stanley Cup. So the wording of that is the Sharks are like, let's do this guy a favor. Yeah, I don't think ESPN knows anything about hockey. They don't, but anyway, let's They're move right. On. They're right. I don't know if that was the intention. Maybe. I mean, there has to be some of that. But, yeah, let's move on. Philadelphia Flyers, speaking of Wayne Simmons, his old team, they acquired Derek Grant from guess who? who? Anaheim. Yep. In exchange for forward, whoops, Kyle Criscuolo. Close enough. And a a 2024th rounder. Derek Grant, he's not a slouch. Um, Philly is now third in the Metro. They're only three points behind Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're making. Philly's going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're making a run, so I just yelled. Plus, Carter Hart, is he will be, and this might be a hot take, at some point in the next five years, he will be the Vesna winner. I like it. So, I mean, look at the way he's just, what is up with us punching mics today? I mean, his progression from last year to this year is already Extra, not that he wasn't a good goalie last year, but he's he was great. He, he's getting into great status, and to me, it's more he's of, only twenty one. Yeah, he stepped in last year. He had a Bennington type run, and then like kept that up this year. That's the biggest thing to me. Is yeah, sure, he probably got better, but it's more like proving he's not a one hit wonder. He's also Bennington's has, doing the same thing, like on the same timeline. Yeah, uh, except he's twenty one and Bennington's twenty six. Right. But he, I don't even think Carter Hart scratched the surface of what he's going to be. We'll see. Goalies are weird like that. You never really know. Like how much better can he get, right? You know more than I do. But I just yeah, now. I don't really know that much. Either. When guys start showing how good they are at 21, it's like. Yeah. No matter how what good the are they gonna position be in any sport. You're right. It's just like for me, goalies like. It wow, that was such a long pause. <laughs> Just trying to collect my thoughts. Let's can, cut can, that. Let's cut. We can cut that right now. No, no. we're not cutting. It. Um, to me, it's just like when you see goalies have success. It's like I don't want to say on and off, but there's definitely spikes in certain years where it's just like you establish your you establish your success, and then every other year you have an incredible year. Every third year you have an incredible year. It's not to me it. It doesn't seem like goalies up in the league have like a steady rise until they're the best goalie in the world and then a drop off like a lot of like goal scorers do. It's just kind of like Carey Price where he steps in and he's incredible and then he's in, he's just great and then every every now and then he's incredible for a year. Same thing happened with Jonathan Quick. He stepped in, established himself, he was great and then he would have an incredible year every now and then. Tuka Rass, the same thing. Uh, Braden Holpe, he's in a slump this year, but it's the same thing. He's just like 
This year he's solid. In most years he's great. And then when he was won the Vezina, he was the guy. So I don't think Carter Hart's gonna like get a little better every year until inevitably he's the Vezina and he laps the field and he has a one point five goals against and all that. I think it's just gonna be like he's gonna continue at this rate. Every couple of years he'll have a great year and he'll just be a great goaltender his whole career. That's just like the pattern I notice. But you agree with me he's going to win the best. Yeah. With all that being said. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't disagree with you. That That is a pattern, unless you're Carey Price. Well, no, Carey Price is even the same. He's just done it at a higher level than everyone else. But it's not like he got a little better every year. I That's true. It's not like he just gradually went up. But, right. It's but like his, young... His spikes were just so much higher than everybody else's. Young goal scorers will have, like, step in. It's like, wow, what a great year. First year, 71 points. Then 82 points, 90 points, 100 points, 100 points, 108 points. And then they start to fall off. Like, that's the typical year for a goal scorer. But for goal – our typical career for a goal scorer. But goalies, I don't think are like that. Okay. All right. That was a lot. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Derek Grant. It's a good addition. <laughs> like you talked about, they're good. Uh, yeah, Anaheim, again, fire sale. Let's, I mean, let's just keep talking about Philly because they – Philly acquires forward Nate Thompson from Montreal in exchange for a 2021 fifth-round pick. Another depth guy. That guy's a journeyman. He, I remember him in, like, probably 2010 being on the Providence Bruins. And since then, he's played for 40 teams. Yeah. Um, Bottom six, reliable guy, I think. I mean, I think Philly is very aware that they're going to make the playoffs, so I like this adding depth. At this point, yeah. Go ahead. Colorado Avalanche acquire goaltender Michael Hutchinson from Toronto in exchange for defenseman Cal Rosen. Didn't Michael Hutchinson just get traded? We talked about it last week. Or is that a different guy? Different guy. Yeah, is it? Michael Hutchinson we talked about last week, but it was because he stepped in for Toronto in their time of need and oh, did not step up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I knew we talked about him. Um, so I don't really know what Colorado's doing and if he'll take a seat on the bench or if he'll be in the minors. I mean, I, I don't I don't really know what their backup yeah, goalie situation no is, but we all know Grubauer's going to be the starter right, day one in the right. playoffs. So maybe it's just like – at least you get a guy with experience if, God forbid, knock on wood, Grubauer gets hurt. Yeah. I And I, until this year, or until like a couple weeks ago, I still thought Colorado had Varlamov, but he's on the Islanders now. Yeah. He plays too. Oh, he's playing great. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter Miska. Never heard of him. So and Pavel Franku. So this sounds like a good pickup. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> this is a all star one. Yeah, this is definitely the headliner. I th- this was still today. Wow. All of these are still today. Put that let that swirl around in your brain for a yeah. little bit. Go ahead. This Carolina is Hurricanes acquire forward Vincent Trocek. In exchange for forwards, Eric Howla. Lucas Walmark, E2 Lucer, Luos, uh, Luos Sure. And defenseman Chase Prisky. 
Yeah, this one's huge. Trocheck, he's a baller. This, I guess, Carolina's. I don't. Are they gonna make the playoffs? If I, they, think, if, I think so. If they are, this seems kind of weird that they're just giving away like a bunch of players. Like Churchek's phenomenal, but mm-hmm. that's a lot of depth you just gave up, especially Hall and Walmart. It is, and they're. I don't want to say more on the bubble because that's not really a thing that you can modify. But I would say they're lower on the bubble than Edmonton. They're not in the bubble. They're on the bubble. Try it that way. No. No? Okay. I would say if there's a list of teams on the bubble, they're at the bottom of it or near the bottom of it where they need to make a push to get in. Okay. Or maybe they're just in right now and teetering. Um, Weird to me that Florida – would send away Trocheck when they're in a similar position. No? Yeah. They're only two points behind Toronto. So they must not like what they get with him right now or what they were getting now that he's gone. Yeah, the Hurricanes are three points out of third in the Metro. So, like you said, they're both they're in identical spots. Pretty this much. Is, this is kind of a weird trade. It's definitely a headliner for sure. Yeah, it is, because Howla and Walmart are players. And those two prospects, from what I hear, are good too. I mean, Howla was one of the key pieces for Vegas going to the final. Yeah. It's, I have, Yeah, I'm puzzled, to say the least. I mean, Carolina needs scoring, so that part I understand, but also this much for that, I don't know. That's a haul. <laughs> yeah, and... Not that's not to say that this is an uneven trade because Florida gave a bull lot too, obviously, in Vincent Trocheck. I just don't know why either of them I guess it's just like a shuffle like shot in the dark, hopefully it works. Obviously it's not a shot in the dark. There's a lot of scouting that goes into all this and stuff that we're not privy to. Trocheck, another f- great American player that would Yeah. Would ball out in the Olympics. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. We'll talk about that again on Wednesday. Yeah, when we go over standings. The New York Islanders acquire forward John Gabriel Pajot in exchange for a conditional 2020 first rounder, 2020 second rounder, and conditional 2022 third rounder. We'll, uh, all the conditional ones we'll try to touch on on Wednesday Yeah, we'll as well. clear it all up on Wednesday. But Pajot is an a all- stud. He's an all-star player as well. Yeah. So the Islanders... Definitely making a push mm-hmm. to go deep into the playoffs. I I like it. I Me don't too. like it because we are probably going to have to face them. But And also, before we start talking about the trades that happened um, before today, the Islanders were apparently deep in deep talks to get Zach Parise. It was like... Yeah. The number one trending thing on that, the NHL trade deadline. That could still happen. Well, apparently it's done now. Trots, the rumor I saw before we walked in the door was Parise is not a Trots-type player, so they they didn't push No, at the end. That's what I saw. Could be wrong. I was wrong about the Wild. Two minutes after we left the studio, they fired Boudreaux, but that's, what, that's the latest I not saw. Not a Trots-type player. I don't know what that means. No, I don't either, especially in that context because Parise is like a two-way center. He's like Patrice Bergeron. 
if anything, that is a trot stop. Yeah, wow. that's Someone, what I'm thinking. A, a star forward that can get back on D. Unless, I don't know, later in his career, if he sort of gave up that part of the game to try to create more offensively. I don't know, but that would be huge for the audience. Yeah, it would. Not a trots type player. That's weird. That might just be some guy tweeting. Right. Yeah, and he, it might not even be that they stopped doing it. He's just like, this is why this hasn't happened yet. Here are my opinions. Yeah. My tweet's going to go viral because it's dumb. Everyone read my article. Well, that guy just gave out a shout-out. But I think the <laughs> Isles are do, are doing fine. They're going to make the playoffs unless something drastic happens. Mm-hmm. I think Parise would be phenomenal. That would be Huge. awesome. And that would be a three-headed monster coming out of the Metro. <laughs> it already is, really. I mean, Philly, I, I'm not giving Philly enough credit. No, you're They're not. They're at 77 points. It's a four-headed monster. Yeah, or it will be. I don't, I don't think the Islanders have enough. I think adding Parise would be. Like I said, he's at the end of his career. Peugeot is a huge move, understated. Oh, yeah. But who knows? He's having a career year. The Atlantic's a two-headed monster. Yeah. But it's a pretty massive And there's only heads. There's really only one head emerging right now in the Western Conference, and it's St. Louis. And other than that, it's a bunch of really good teams. Yeah, just beating up on each other. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got away from this. But, yeah, I the Islanders, clearly, they gave up a decent haul for Peugeot. Rightfully so. Peugeot's earned it. it it's going to get interesting. Yeah, for sure. Colorado Avalanche acquire forward Vladislav Domestikov in exchange for a 2021 fourth-round pick. Bigger name five years ago than today, right? Yep. But, again, Colorado, we talked about how they could use some experience. I don't really know Domestikov's, like, travels, so I don't know if he was on a cup-contending team in the past or – what kind of experience he really has. I'm about to look it up. But, oh, actually, he's only 27. Feels like he's been around forever. Uh, drafted by Tampa. Then he went to New York for three years, and then, unfortunately, in Ottawa. <laughs> but Not a bad year. I mean, he went to a cup final with Tampa. Yeah, so, yeah, he's been around in the short time he's been in the league. Uh, Tampa obviously has been a perennial contender. He's having one of his best years of his career in Ottawa, so I think going to a stacked team like Colorado is only going to make him better. Yeah, so Nemestikov, I guess it's just like a memorable name, so that's why we think of him. But he's only scored 20 goals once in his career, so he's not that huge a name. He doesn't have as much experience. He's probably not a talking head in the locker room. But he's definitely a depth player. He's having a, a good year. For his standards, at least. I mean, he's going to be bottom six in Colorado, mm-hmm. but that's, I, I think. Some that, it's moves like that that make a difference. I think this trade is going to be understated. Like, yeah. Boston last year owes their cup run to third-line center Charlie Coyle and second-line right, second right winger who was really just plugged in. Like Again, and there weren't rumors last year going wild of pick up a star right winger and then you get... Marcus Johansson, and it's like, eh. But then he's a great player. So moves like this that you don't really expect can be quintessential. Yeah. Vocab. I just said yeah because that works. Like movie, 40-Year-Old Virgin. 
Yeah. Where he's like, oh, what does he say? It's the scene with Kevin Hart, and he's like, you're throwing too many big words at me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to take that as disrespect. <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> so yeah. when you said that, I was like. That's a great oh, he said He says, uh, move forward amicably. And he says, you just throw too many big words at me, <laughs> and I'm going to take that as disrespect. <laughs> so when you said that, I was just like, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> great movie. movie. Jinx. Uh, underrated movie. Anyway. Yeah. Mike Green. Haven't heard this name. My first ever playoff game. Capitals, Rangers. Game two. Mike Green scores a game winner in overtime. Fun Mike story Green, about I remember Mike from like NHL 12 being on the Capitals. He's yeah. got to be old, right? Yeah, he is old, but he was OP. <laughs> yeah, he was. He used to be sick. <laughs> He's actually, out of Ovechkin's 701 goals... Or 700 goals. He's third in assists to Ovi. Behind Backstrom. And Carlson. Carlson. Not bad. Yeah. Anyway, Edmonton Oilers acquired defenseman Mike Green from the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for forward Kyle Brodziak Mm -hmm. and a conditional fourth-round draft pick. Mike Green, offensive defenseman. He was one of those guys who kind of ushered it in. Yeah. Right, like early 2010s. Right, and you'd say probably now he's more of a retreat guy. Probably not as offensive as he used to be. No, but he's still got it. Yeah. And I think this is a, a big pickup for Edmonton. Yeah, it's good. Edmonton, so active, which yeah. is cool to see because you'd love to see them do something big. This is what they owed to Connor McDavid, so I'm glad that they're doing it. <laughs> yes, and I, You absolutely. laugh at that, and it's kind of a joke, but... I'm not even kidding. I you laugh it. at it because that statement makes so much sense. Yeah. That they, I mean, they owe it to Edmonton, the city of Edmonton, right? For trading away Wayne Gretzky, people are still mad about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right, and you get a guy like Connor McDavid, who people are saying is the next Wayne Gretzky. Literally, people are saying when it's all said and done, he might be the best player to ever play hockey. Yeah. And they haven't done anything in the first four years of his career. Yeah, so. they had Taylor Hall with him, and they so they him literally out. and. That may be looking like a better deal now than it. I know it I'm was just saying. then, but you're right. The only ta- Jordan Eberle sent him off. The only talent he's ever had, other than Drysaddle this year, they've sent packing. So now they're actually going in for one, and he deserves it. He's back now. He had a high- highlight real goal last night. Wasted no time getting back in Sports Center top ten. Wait, Connor McDavid had a highlight real goal. Yeah, I know. He might. I mean, he might already have a top five all-time highlight reel, and he's only been in the league <laughs> yeah, five years. Yeah, I know, years. I know. <laughs> or four he years. He is so fast, and somehow he's faster than people expect. I mean, d- d- obviously, diehard Ovi fan, mm-hmm. you got pasta. Like, we have stars in our team, but if there was one player where I had to introduce somebody that didn't know anything about hockey— and it was one player to watch. It would be Connor McDavid. Good point. He's exactly hockey off the ice in his interviews with the way people feel about him. On the ice, he's a human highlight reel, responsible, probably plus 50 this year. Just an unbelievable player. And you're right, yeah. I that's wanted, a perfect way to describe I it. wanted to hate him so bad. But the, res- the respect I have for his game, and like you said, even off the ice, you can't. He just looks like a hockey player, too, doesn't he? Yeah. He's such an animal. Yeah, he is. 
I'm like, he's a good. We're fangirling over here, but no, it, he is, it yeah. can't be understated how good he is. Yeah, or overstated. I I always mess that up. But anyway, <laughs> we Mike, both do that. Yeah, I never say underestimate or overestimate correctly. Anyway, Mike Green, if he can get back to his old ways, offensive defenseman, that's even more secondary scoring that Edmonton's going to have in the playoffs. Depth, Edmonton's going to ball out this year. And always, what has to be mentioned with a trade like this is. What kind of difference does it make for a guy who sees no light at the end of the tunnel in probably the worst city in the NHL, Detroit, playing for a fan base that doesn't care about him or his team anymore? That's funny. Hockey Town on is not the worst place to be. The fact that they ever called themselves Hockey Town is the dumbest thing of all time. <laughs> but anyway, a team that is at the depths of the NHL, they have no end in sight. Their rebuild has lasted like eight years now. Yep. And then he gets moved off to Edmonton, who everybody there is young, looking for their first playoff run. It's got to rejuvenate a guy like him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that is awesome for him because imagine how excited he is to pack his bags and get out of Detroit right now. And I'm not even dogging on the city, but I kind of am because the city's awful. But (laughs) I remember I was watching a Red Sox game and Jerry Remy, the color guy, after the lights had gone out in their garbage stadium in Detroit the Tigers. He was like, I'm sorry, surprised they haven't torched a nearby building yet to light up the stadium. Just an absolute roast of Detroit. But it made me laugh and ever since then I've hated Detroit because I love Jerry Remy. Now Detroit's like the worst city in the <laughs> yeah, country. Yeah, statistically. Um, but imagine how happy he is to leave and go to Edmonton, a hockey town where guys are happy to see him there and are ready to make a run at the playoffs. The rumor I heard was we were bringing him back to Washington and uh, we were going to, like, re-sign him mm-hmm. for league minimum so he could retire a cap. But we ended up trading for Brendan Dillon, which I'm not mad about. He just won over the fans in Washington by throwing some massive right hands at Evgeny Malkin. That's how you get it and done. And he had an assist in the first game. Yeah. Two games. He has probably, I don't know, yeah, like you said, he's won over the hearts of Washington already. But that, I mean, that's not what this is about. Edmonton got a heck of a player, like you said. He's... I'm guaranteeing he's rejuvenated mm-hmm. and he's ready to make a run. And Detroit and in, Edmonton in 2020 now has like the seven rounds of the draft. They probably have like 36 picks, <laughs> close like 11 or 12 picks right now. Yeah, which is wild. I don't know if they had sent any often before, but they still added a lot. Yeah, it's fire sale in Edmonton and or it's a fire sale in Anaheim and Detroit. Yeah. And so ends today's trades, but we still have more to give to you. Yeah, we've gone 46 minutes, and we've only talked about today. Late last night, the Washington Capitals acquired forward Ilya Kovalchuk from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for a 2020 third-round draft pick. Don't ask me. I mean, you have to give your opinion. Oh, my God. Want me to give mine first? Yeah, go ahead. I don't hate it for them because it's the only thing they could have possibly done, the Capitals right now. Because half of his $700,000 is still being eaten by Montreal. That's how little cap space the Caps had right now, that they can't even pay a guy $700,000. They needed, I think they actually, it's not even half. Montreal maintained $76,000 of his $700,000 contract. So you can't get a guy for any cheaper than $600,000. Twenty-four dollars or whatever it is, six hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars. I, oh my 
when my Capitals group chat sent me this on Twitter, I almost threw my phone. So I, I don't want Ilya Kovalchuk. That, He's washed up. That He's I, old. Okay, this is bad. I thought what you were going to say is, why now? You have to give up a third-round pick to get a guy they could have for free a while ago. Well, you're saying you don't even want him. You think he's a bad player? No. I mean, he's he's playing the best hockey of the season, like his best hockey of the season in Montreal. He's going to play better now that he's with nine different Russians. There's, he makes the fifth on our team. I was telling you right before we walked in, if the Capitals aren't Russia's team, if they weren't before, they are now with Kuznetsov, Kovalchuk, and Ovechkin. But... It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I get, like I think our issues come from coaching. It's not the players. Yeah, you don't like your coach. I wanted defensive depth, and that's it. And that's what we got in Brendan Dillon. Well, I'm fine. How does it hurt getting Ilya Kovalchuk? Because our, our fourth-line chemistry is phenomenal. Our third-line chemistry is phenomenal. Now we're going to screw our bottom six out of chemistry. I don't care about your third-line chemistry. I do. Lars Eller, Richard Ponick, Carl Hagelin. That's fine. Richard Ponick. Hey, we got him from Arizona. All right, well, you tell that guy to sit down and make room no, for he's headed, No, he's headed to the fourth line, and then Brandon Leipzig's probably out. Yeah. So it's going to be Ponick, Dowd, and Hathaway. Whatever. I... I don't it, really care it about can, this. It cannot hurt. If he scores like eight overtime game winners, you're going to be the biggest Taylor Colbert truck. I'll get his jersey. Time. I know, but that's not going to happen. He probably will get his jersey. Now, my dad might. My no, dad gets dad the won't. most random. No, he won't. Yeah, he wouldn't even get me a Smith Pally jersey. I can see your dad absolutely hating Ilya Kovalchuk and not even giving him a shot. We got to ask how he th- what he feels about him. I don't know why. That's my gut feeling. Uh yeah, I I don't know, dude. Okay. That's what we can do. We can uh call him after we end this. We'll call him through that the app that we used and we'll just like add that on as a segment. Like Mark Tiart's thoughts on Ilya Kovalchuk. He's probably not even going to pick up. No, he's probably not. Why don't you just call him on speakerphone right now? Right and now. Put All it up right. to the mic. Yeah, well, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell him not to swear. <laughs> What is going on? His contact's not showing up. So we haven't talked about the Montreal side of this, so I'll put that in. And I mentioned it the other week. Like, even if you have no idea what hockey is, you know that this is a sound business investment. Hold him up to the mic. Well, let me tell him we're we're on. Okay, I can still hear it in the Montreal business investment. They got a guy for thirteen games for next to nothing. And now they shipped him off for a third-round pick. They turned $700,000 into a third-round pick. Any team in the league would buy a third-round pick for $700,000 in this moment. Who's that? Hello? Hello? Who is this? This is God. I'm I'm literally live on my podcast right now. I need to talk to Dad. I didn't know you were live on your podcast. Yeah, wow, that was a perfect way to start. Yeah, this is this is phenomenal. I just need to hear <laughs> I just need to hear your thoughts on Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, I did some research this afternoon after I finished some of my work, and um, I don't know how I feel. I don't. Hmm. He's he's had a little bit of a comeback this year with the Canadians, but um, 
I don't know that he's he's going to be a third liner at best. Yeah, so my thoughts are Ponix to the fourth line, Leipzig to Hershey. I like Leipzig. I don't know. I, I don't know if we can get rid of... You definitely send... Um, uh, Dowd, I think, is maybe a keeper. I don't know. I, I like Leipzig's speed. I, I, I was perfectly fine with our bottom six. I don't understand why we made this trade, but... For $375,000? That's what I'm saying. That's, that was exactly my point. Hi, Mr. t That was exactly my point. That. How are you? Good, how are uh, you? He's, he's, a, he's a 37-year-old experienced Russian. He's, he'll be the 5th or 6th Russian. Right, yeah. So he, um, he fits in I well. He's, he's, he, um, he's a decent replacement for uh, Williams. He's an experienced guy. Yeah. All right. Our our really our main question is: Are you getting his jersey or not? Colter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the jersey would not be done before he's back on Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, if you couldn't hear, it, my dad said the jersey won't even be finished by the time he's on. He's back on Montreal. Uh, Nick's on the phone too. What's up, Nick? What's up, guys? Hey, Nick. Um. Shout out to Nick's Tucson hockey team. They won one game this season. Let's go. Uh, we won two games. Oh, they won two Whoa. games. That's right. That's right. This podcast right, is. Hey, let's get to the real topic. What's the real topic? Brendan, Brendan Dillon. Brendan Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am done with this phone conversation. We have a podcast <laughs> to get back to. I know my dad's going to be asking to be on after this, so we're going to have to well, call him with something. We're going to do this officially where we can get you guys to call in and we can all talk. Yeah, that'd be good. Because this was atrocious. When Matt and I do a sh- like playoff shows this summer, we'll do that. All right, bye. Oh, my God, was that bad. When we call in to do playoff shows. Oh, we'll do it. Then we can get other Yeah. People. That was really, like, cringy. Like, I feel bad for our listeners. I liked it. Like, holding it up to the mic. Not a chance they could hear what they were saying. No, I think they could. Oh, my God. Anyway. I liked it. He said he likes Kovalchuk. I don't. Let's just move on. Well, he doesn't know how to feel about him, but he had the same opinion that I had in that you don't risk anything buying a guy for $300,000. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? That's it. I'm done with that. Um, Do we really even have to talk about these? Cody Cody Eakin to Winnipeg. No, you um, skipped one. National yeah, Predators I know. I acquire. skipped it on purpose. Ben Harper from the Toronto Maple Ben Harper. In exchange for Mika Solomaki. Solomaki, I guess, is a big name. Uh, I think he scored twice in the Winter Classic. So, I'm definitely way off on that. I know he scored in the Winter Classic. He's a, he's definitely a depth guy. The, Toronto's going to finish third in the Atlantic. So, that's good for the playoffs. Moving on. Winnipeg Jets acquire Cody Eakin from Vegas for a fourth-round pick. That's kind of weird. Good move for them. For the Jets? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what – I mean, Vegas must not like him. Well, Cody Eakin was a Caps draft pick, and he went where? Where was he before Vegas? Dallas? Dallas. Yep. He was in Good Dallas, call. and he was a stud in Dallas. Yeah, he was. And then he went to Vegas, and he didn't play that well because Hall, uh, William Carlson, 
like there were so many other guys that stepped up to the plate when they went to the cup final. So we'll see how he plays in Winnipeg. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, Cody Eakin was a stud in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping he can get back to that level. Me too, and I, obviously that's what Winnipeg is hoping for too. It's another thing where you don't really give up much giving away a conditional fourth-round pick. I assume that probably turns into like a third-round pick if they do well this year. If Vegas, say, wins two rounds like the uh, Scandella Trey, if they win two rounds and he played half the games, then it turns into a third-round pick. But either way, you give away a fourth or a third in two years. The draft after this one, it, it really isn't risking much to try to get a guy to revive his career a little bit. And the, Cody Eakin's still young. Oh, yeah. So, who knows? He has plenty of time to get back to what he was. Right. That's what and I'm I saying. How I just hope is, he does. I don't know how much is left on his contract and if they're looking at this as like a get going now, please. All right. This one's pretty big for y'all. So, you're hoping this can be the the answer to the biggest question you guys have had since 2011. Mm-hmm. So the Boston Bruins acquire forward Andre Case from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange from the who? Anaheim Ducks. In exchange for forward David Backus. Hold up. Stop. Who? Who did y'all send to Anaheim? David Backus. Oh, my gosh. It's a miracle. How good does that feel to say (laughs) that he is not a Bruin anymore? We're still paying half his salary. Only for this year, though. Yeah. And then next year you got, what, $37 million left? To sign, to sign Tory Krug, Jake DeBrusque. I knew those two. I'm just trying to think of Connor McDavid, <laughs> PK Subban. I mean, you got so much money after this. PK Subban. If you ever put on a Boston Bruins uniform, you better watch your head. If he puts on a Boston Bruins uniform, I will get a Boston Bruins PK Subban jersey. <laughs> just a troll, just me. for you. I love PK Subban, and if he lived in Boston, I'd be like, "This is awesome! Like, let's hang out. You're the best." Do not step on the ice. <laughs> All right, defenseman Axel Anderson and a first-round pick. Is Case the guy to fill in for that right-wing spot on the second line? So, obviously, the first reaction is no. He's a great player. He's not Injury Kreider. prone. He's not Chris Kreider. He's not Kyle Palmieri. He's not, like, the, the burner that you want to stretch out the defense and give Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci more space. Yeah. But he is fast. He has great game speed, which, by the way, is very different from go around the cone speed at the All-Star game. And I wanted to mention that before with Connor McDavid. There are certain guys who just have game speed. Chris Kreider is one of them. You probably won't win a contest like that, but you can skate with the puck like no one else. And you can create space, just burners, people with game speed. That's, That's just all it is. But he has great game speed. He scores goals when he's healthy. When he's not, obviously he's either not playing or he's nothing. He's young, but he has been hit by the injury bug like since he got into the league. If he stays healthy for the rest of the year, then I love the move. But if not, I mean, there's it, nothing really we can control. I think number one was get rid of Baxter's contract, and yeah. he did that. I think. So what I said to you originally was I thought the they would be two separate moves, and like Bacchus, half of Bacchus's money – his body, basically, at this point, because he's not a player anymore. His body and his that's so locker, sad, his dude. locker room presence. It really is his locker room presence in exchange for like a fifth round pick, and we'd retain half his salary, and then we'd make a different move to get the guy we're looking for. They Don Sweeney managed to. 
pull it all into one. I trust Don Sweeney. I trust him with my life. He, like I said last year, he made two moves that nobody really thought much of, and they ended up being extremely important. So that, I trust him. We'll see how he does. He's playing tomorrow for the first time on the second line with Krejci and DeBrusque, so we'll see how it goes. All right. Um, Tampa Bay acquired Anthony Greco, and then they just sent him right back. We already talked about that, so let's just skip that one. Wait, explain this. Tampa Bay Lightning acquired forward Anthony Greco from Florida Panthers in exchange for forward Danik Martell, and then they just sent Greco off in a trade we talked about earlier. Yeah. So I think they won that because... It's the same thing with Kovalchuk. You get a guy for free, and then you turn him into something else. Where Where's this trade? The Tampa trade. In the MLB, this would have been a two two team a three team deal. Yeah, they got Goodrow. Yeah, yeah. In exchange for a first round pick not, and trading for not this good, guy, not good draw. Good row. Yeah. Important distinction. Pittsburgh Penguins acquire forwards Riley Baba and Phil Verone from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for Joseph Blandesi and Jake Lacuni. An- the New York depth. Rangers acquire goaltender J.F. Perubi <laughs> from the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for future considerations, which means money. Okay. Yeah, going back to Riley Barber, good depth. That's literally the only thing I can think of. Yeah. That, but um, I've never even heard of J.F. Berube, but Craig Berube. I wonder if they're related. Oh, they have to be. That's it's a hockey. Co- that's a coach of the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, Stanley Cup winning coach. He's never lost. In the playoffs as a head coach. A series. That's true. He's 4-0 in series in the playoffs. I don't even want to say this one because it doesn't really matter, so we'll skip that one. No, we're going to say it. Toronto, I wrote it down. Okay. Toronto Maple Leafs acquire Max Verano from the Ottawa Centers in exchange for forward Aaron Luchik, or Luchuk and conditional six-round pick in 2021. Cool. This one's big. Yeah, big move. The Vegas Golden Knights acquire defenseman Alec Martinez from the LA Kings for 2020 second-round pick and 2021 second-round pick. Alex Martinez, if you don't remember, go look up his rebound goal, Game 5, overtime for LA. Build a statue of that goal right now. It might be the most electric goal in hockey history. It's awesome. Yeah, really cool. To just sign off. The Stanley Cup like that. I remember waking up my mom on a school night just screaming because it was so awesome. I mean, it's a wide-open net, but still, yeah, you never have moments like that. But what Alec Martinez offers is offense from the back end, something that was essential in Vegas' run in their inaugural season was offensive defensemen. Now they add a guy, maybe recreated, but obviously Alec Martinez is – experienced, he's trustworthy, he's a perfect guy for a team like this. Yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, does it. This, the writing was on the wall for Martinez. Everybody knew he was going to Vegas. It was only a matter of time. Yeah. But, always weird how things like that work out. Where it's like three days ago there were rumors about it and it actually ends up happening. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's the trade deadline. We're definitely going to get into the highlights of this again on Wednesday. We're going to go into the guys' numbers, their contracts, standings, how all this affects the standings, how all this affects playoff runs. It's going to be a good show on Wednesday. We planned on going like 25 to 30 minutes just naming the stuff over an hour. But 
again, this is for the people that this is your primary source of NHL news. We had to bring it to you. Yeah. Hope you liked it. I got a piece really bad. Yeah. So, so on I that note, we're end. Yeah, we'll see y'all Wednesday. Peace. Peace.